the Dipped in Butter program with Kat and Wes. Begrudgingly eat them. I'm gonna gladly eat them. There you go. I like that. I like this. Let's do a podcast, bro. You want to do a podcast or whatever? Man, it's uh, Thursday, ain't it? (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Dipped in Butter program. It is so good to see y'all's bright, wonderful faces in this lovely democratic uh, world we live in. (laughs) We're in a blue country. Welcome, welcome, welcome. The shit just looks different, man. I feel like I'm living in HD now, but uh, this is your favorite program to listen to, my favorite program to be a part of. I'm happy to be here. My guy across from me is happy to be here. Speaking of that guy, that's my guy, your guy, West No T Forever Young 89, the motherfucking goddamn glue um young what's going on partner oh you know regular degular shit here ready to uh open the factory up i'm late again this week uh for opening the factory up niggas is mad but i don't give a fuck why because cat is the creator and i'm the producer and speaking of cat that's my nigga across from me a k with two t's on the end of that thing you can catch him at catandcrunch.com where you can dip into the cereal shit or on twitch.tv backslash dipped in butter program where you can find my man finding himself or more and most importantly, here every Friday on the Dipped and Butter program, wherever podcasts are listened to, because that's where we put them for you to listen to. My nigga and yours, what's popping? Hey, bro. Uh, so back to what we was kind of jibber jabbering about at the top of the program, because we love to jibber jabber and we act like it. we don't need to compress this content <laughs> to an hour and a half. Like we got content to waste. Like we just that good now. Listen but, here, y'all. It'd be so scary. We'd be trying to uh, get get through the, the intro music. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like uh, revisiting last week's Trippy Red thing just real quick. Like I, I, I wanted to ask you in terms of that, like when you're wrong about an artist, and they prove you wrong. And you're like, man, I don't like that nigga. Like, first of all, that's a commendable thing. Cause you know, a lot of niggas would be like, I don't like Trippy Red, period. Or I don't right, like X right. artist, whoever, period. Right. And I'm going to remain that way forever. Cause I've already decided like when you can be, I want to call it like big enough to say, you know what? I gave this a try. I didn't want to like it, but I like it. Right. And I owe that nigga its props, his right. props. Like, is that like a, a good feeling for you or do you be feeling kind of like mummering like oh, that's cool or whatever? Like, do you be feeling I'll be happy when that happens to me? So I, ultimately, I guess I'm happy because I'm a music nigga. So I'm always willing to fall in love with some new type of music or, you know, however somebody is delivering it to me. Um, I don't feel like I've jumped off the deep end and like hate on somebody enough where I got to kind of eat my words at the end of it. Um, I'll be hating strong. Yeah. I I, and that, And that's OK. I mean, I think there's one person I don't want to call it hate, but like. He just consistently doesn't do it for me by himself. Um, and I'm referring to the weekend. Um, I still just 
I still just can't all the way. You, like you notice how bright now when you said by himself, I'm like, who could that be? <laughs> who, who could it be that is so good when they're yeah. with other people, but like, by himself, I can't do it. That's fair. That's fair. Weekend, like I, I love the weekend's features, bro. Like I think all of his features are pretty much fire, and I think he got a song on the radio now. I don't know what the name of it is, or the um, it sounds like a um a racing song theme. It's kind of got like it. a techno. It sounds like a car car music. Yes, it sounds I like love car, that I do like that song. I won't cap. I do like yeah. that song, but I'm typically not a, a, a weekend guy. So um, I still haven't had to eat my words with that one yet. I know Thursday is still a classic, uh, or House of Balloons. I'm sorry, um, that has Thursday on it is a classic, um, and that's probably where I stand with that still to this I day. Think Blinding lights. It's called Blinding Lights. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, I think like the universe just beat. Uh, Mac, while we was talking bad about the weekend, because as you were talking down on him, the nigga literally just called me. So shout wow. out to Mac. But I be loving that shit, man. Like when you be wrong about like artists and shit, like I don't know, bro. I, it, it, I'm with you. Like it feels like you just got a f- breath of fresh music air. Like you be mm-hmm. feeling kind of like music rejuvenated in a sense. Oh, yeah. Like I think I've said on this program before, I was really wrong about T Pain. Like that fucking Sprung song. I absolutely hated Sprung. I was like, this nigga is ass. This is ass. Y'all are ass for liking this. And this nigga will never be shit, right? But what did you do when I'm in love with a stripper came out? (laughs) I kneeled. I I, I bended the knee. Cause on mamas, I bended the knee to that nigga. I said, listen, I still was not liking the nigga though. At that point, I still didn't like T-Pain. I said, listen, this T-Pain nigga is a cornball. But I'm in love with a string stripper is song of the year. Like I remember saying that that year, like that is song of the year, bar none. It is song of the year. And then of course, by the time Epiphany hit, mm-hmm. Epiphany is a certified classic. Let's For just sure. get that out the way. Like I'm not here to debate it with nobody. Anybody that tells me Epiphany is not a classic, I already know that we're not. And, be, and listen here, just out. just period. T Pain makes really good albums. Really good album, really good music. Yeah, I really, I, I'm, I don't, I didn't mean to start the podcast with music, but fuck are we here? We won't spend For too sure. much time. But like, I really like it in artists when they can be past their prime and into their twilight years and still be making good music, even though nobody's technically listening. Facts. Like, and T Pain is that kind of nigga. And I, I think because of the background that he comes from, uh, you know, the, the songs that he's given us, I think everybody knows how like musically inclined T Pain is. So I think T Pain is still doing it out of the love. You know what I'm saying? He's not making, he's not in there making songs trying to get him to the radio. Like he's in there still doing what he's always been doing, making him songs. You, you either going to vibe to it or you not. It might hit the radio. It might not, but he don't care. Right. Yeah. And, and you can tell that comes from a genuine place of I'm making this music because I like it. Mm-hmm. Like this does something for me. Right. If y'all fuck with it, cool. If it's number one on the charts, even cooler, but you can tell T-Pain makes music from a place of like, I love music. I like this concept and I have fun when I'm in the studio. I get those same vibes from Tory Lanez. I know we probably sure. can say that right here. No, you can say that. That's okay. I no, get I'm those fine. same music vibes. I'm just talking musically. Yeah. But uh speaking musically, we might as well get this out the way while we're talking music at the top of the uh at the tippity top. I always I, it seems like every other week or every three weeks on this show, I say we're not gonna talk about verses again until we talk about verses. <laughs> until we talk about verses again. And it's always you that brings it up, damn it. You hate yeah, talking about verses. I say every week like <laughs> it, verses is dead, it's over with for that shit. And then I always come in here like top of the list, let's talk about verses. <laughs> so I guess at this point I really kind of need to give Swizz and Timberland their props and stop talking shit about verses because apparently it's not going away because they're gonna at least give you something to talk about. If they don't give you something that was worth watching, because the last couple of things wasn't worth watching, but it was at least something to talk about. Right. 
I did see in the news that, uh, <laughs> that Jeezy came out, I guess, in like the horizon of him and TI's upcoming verses that I'm not excited about. Right. But I guess somebody was asking him about it and he was like, yeah, uh, I had actually reached out to Gucci to do a versus. <laughs> Just your face. I'm sure every the whole audience made the same face if y'all didn't hear that already in the news or in socials. But yeah, he had reached out to Gucci for a <laughs> just your face. I can't even do this segment because I like my brain keeps trying out. to register this shit. Like, and I'm trying to get there. Like, he reached out to Gucci to do a versus, and you know what Gucci said? This is why I even brought it up because I thought it was so cool. Yeah, fuck he off. He said Jeezy said that Gucci said, and I quote. I respectfully decline. <laughs> I respectfully decline. Nah, that kind of make it gangster. I fuck with that. That's so gay. Nah, okay, that's gangster. so that's what. And even because because if you know the the Jeezy Gucci man history, like even for Jeezy to say he reached Please out to through. Gucci is like a big thing. So that's, that's why crazy. I made that, that's why I made that face. And even if it's the you know the manager to manager people to people type situation, just any of it. Period is like kind of monumental for hip hop, honestly, because I don't. I don't even want to get into all of that, but like it just didn't seem like they was ever going to come to a place where you could really mention their two names, right? In a sentence, without gunfire, and get like, right? And like get actual like a, gunfire, not a diss, not right, an attitude, right? But literally shots ringing off. Yeah, and niggas didn't know serious. if we was ever going to get like a successful anything from the two. And like at this point, the culture is not even looking for you know the Jeezy Gucci collab, which I never needed. I never, I, I never I don't needed. Think, I don't think I needed it either. That's just the fact that both of go. those, just the fact that both of those gentlemen are grown enough mm -hmm. to coexist in this world without literally wanting to kill each other is enough for me. Like yeah. I think whatever song they chose to do together would just kind of come off as like playing it up. You know what I'm saying? Like just yeah. the fact that they can even say each other's name without a bunch of fuck yous in the front and the back of it, right? Right, is enough. That that's yeah. the collab. In yeah. itself, like just yeah. the fact that Jeezy could even reach out and Gucci said, I respectfully, respectfully decline. That's gangster. That's hard. Yeah, that's, that's the gangster. hardest collab yeah, we with, ever with, have. Without the fuck yous, I think that's what makes it hard. Like you just said, <laughs> without the fuck yous in the front of the track, this is hard. Because like, okay, music shit aside, because you know we're the Dipped and Butter program. Like we got to dip shit and this is just what we do and this is how we have fun with our shit. But like, it reminded me of beefs I've had with niggas where you, I've had to respectfully decline. Like, I feel like I'm grown enough to not want to beat your ass out here, <laughs> but I still need you to know it ain't all love. It's like, not all sweet. Yeah, shit is not like, sweet. It's it, it's not like that, and not you know to, to to stay in the music realm and to kind of credit to what you said. It kind of you know goes to the, a current event that I really don't want to have to talk about. But rest in peace to King Von. Um, yeah, we was gonna get there. Yeah, at you some know, point. for sure. But yeah, fuck it. Since since we here, um, you know, fuck it. I'm with but you. it, it kind of you like you said like you just said like I respect. We can respectfully coexist in this thing, but I need you to know that shit is not sweet. And that's kind of right. you know, how his whole situation culminated for real, for real. So um, it's a like you say, I, it's a it's a maturity thing. It definitely comes with the age because it's like, fam, I can be in the same room with you if I need to be. But if I feel like right. you're talking too loud, I might have to leave because <laughs> no, I'm really not fucking bad. with you like that. I'm laughing, but like, that's the perfect way to put it. Like I can be in the room with you. And, and again, this is on some dip shit. Like, I don't know if you've ever had those kind of beefs with niggas. Like I'm not even a beefing nigga. Like I don't be beefing. I don't like the beef, but I've had enough static with some niggas where I was grown enough at that point where it's like, I can be in the room with you, but still kind of just like, watch how you talk and like, don't reach past me to get a Fago if it's the barbecue. Cause like the littlest thing might set me off. Like, For sure. I, 
I kind of like that mode when you get to that point in life where it's like, I can know I have these enemies. I ain't got to air this bitch out. It don't got to be a big, nasty situation at the four-year-old's birthday party. But just know that keep your voice down and shit when you be talking because you might irritate Be respectful while I'm in the vicinity, please. I love it. I love it. So like that to me, that's a tip of the hat for Jeezy and Gucci. Like I know we've tipped our hats to to Gucci before, but both of them. Like nah, I, I, I do. I, I hadn't heard that that piece of news. So to hear, like you say, to hear that Jeezy, just to even have the thought for him to reach out, because I'm sure, you know, the animosity or whatever happened was coming from both sides and he didn't even have to reach out. So the fact that, yeah. you know, even even if it was just a, a seed of thought for the culture, you know, what I'm saying like, fuck it, let's do it for the culture. I'm gonna try it. And, you know. Gucci with the respectful decline. Like that's so it I'm makes me smile every time it. I keep yeah, saying it. Makes it. Me <laughs> and, and for those of y'all that ain't really like into Southern hip hop or don't really know the history, like just to give y'all a little bit of like, I don't know, weight to what we're saying. Like this, it, it's a, it's a known fact that Jeezy tried to have Gucci killed. Like right. he tried to have Gucci killed in real life. In real life. Like sent, sent niggas in the spot. <laughs> sent niggas yeah, in the spot where he was at. Gucci had to kill niggas behind shit like this. Like real life, not on records, not in tall tales, in real life. In real so life. like just, just the fact that they can coexist, it just makes me smile. And it's like, we're going to eek. We're going to eek into the. Can you mind thing a little bit? Because yeah. I want to kind of okay. stay away from it a little. Uh, yeah, for, just for because I'm majority. not familiar with the nigga. For I mean, like, I'm know, not familiar. If you have, I don't want to be disrespectful. If you have questions, I can try and answer them. I've, I've okay. definitely done my research over the past few days. And, and, and like I said, to kind of go into this, this is, um, I'll just go back to kind of preface it. You know, when the shit happened, it's anything that happens in music, I always want to text you first. So that's why I just text you like, fam, <laughs> I am done liking new rappers. <laughs> like, right. I am it's got to be tough. Bro, I'm totally fucking over it. Like, and. I'll, I'll say the JBP probably did like plant the seed of King Von in me just not that long ago. Mm-hmm. And I was starting to like catch wind of him and like mm-hmm. I was watching videos and I seen he had did like the, um, Karen Civil Welcome to My Hood joint. Like, and I was just tapping more into him. And like, I, we've spoken about it on this podcast before too. Like, I just feel like I have this certain gift that you can look at people and just be like, Oh yeah, he, he about yeah. to do it, do it. Like yeah. he, he was about to, he got an or. He, it, it was, it's weird. I don't want to compare him directly, but like he was about to be Waka Flocka times 15. Like Word? what we actually wanted for Flocka, like if if we could have got some consistency out of Flocka, I think that's what we was about to get from King Von. Because wow. it, fam, if you go and listen to his songs, like if you can really tap into that type of drill music and shit, like he, you can tell he was new at rapping. Like I say, I did my research on him, so he really had only been rapping for like two, two and a half, maybe three years for real, for real, since he got out of jail. So like, if you listen to him from the out first of jail, out of jail, bro, this is this is a young wild gangster nigga. For How real, old was for real. King Von when he died? 20, God, he's twenty six. Damn. He's 26. And, okay, okay. He seemed and, younger. Yeah, but like, shit, even the story he tell, like, he was in and out of jail since he was like 13, 14 years old. And he had did like two or three, he beat a murder case. You know, he did two or three years. And it, it, like I say, if you listen to the music, you can get all the story behind that. But like, you know, I, I get to tapping in with these artists, like, and it's so crazy because I always heard people talk about, you know, King Von is a menace. Like, this nigga's really a demon. Like, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, I, I, I wasn't tapped into the whole Chicago drill. Like, and that, that shit is crazy all within itself, for real, for real. Um, like you said, if you see how close the neighborhoods is to each other, like, the nigga has a lyric that says, we from 64th and from 65th, bitch, we not from 63rd. Nigga, I can count. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> we from... Whoa, 64 and 65th. That's a street over. That is one street. That's a living hell, bro. You can you can you imagine 
living that close to the niggas that you. We got to get bread from with. the same. We got to get bread from the same place. We have to go right to the same bodega to get the bread, Jesus bro. Like it's it's, it's fucking nuts. So and and even in watching these little pieces that I was watching them, like the one video was dope. Like I say, he went back to the hood with his homies that he came up with and like literally broke down a hundred thousand like amongst his homies. It was like, huh, everybody. You know, and and it, it seemed like that's how he came up. So like he looking out for the homie genuinely, but like it was a good thing to see. But like even when I was watching the Welcome to My Hood thing, like it, there was an eerie feeling that came over me watching that shit, bro. And it was like I've had that before, man. Before was, the nigga even I remember I told you, I think I said I don't know if I said it on here or just in a private conversation with me and you. Like I used to get that same eerie feeling when I see anytime I would see ASAP Yams in anything. Mm-hmm. Anytime I would ever see ASAP Yams before he died, I would always get this like weird just get feeling, this eerie like, feeling, bro. It's it's disgusting, and like I got it while I was watching that Welcome to My Hood shit. And then when I woke up that next morning and saw, like I literally looked at my phone, like bro, I literally had to go back to my YouTube. Like I know it's nah. a King Von, but like it can't be talking about the same King Von I've been rocking with the right, past couple right. of days. And it was like it it was literally it's it was I don't want to call it heartbreaking because I wasn't that tapped in, but like sure. You, it's just like anything else you're interested in that gets taken away from you. Like before you really get a chance to get into it, it's like, well, shit. Like so now, now I'm just forced to go back in through old music and you know and ha- have to listen to that or be looking forward to the the limited amount of shit that obviously they're gonna be able to put out now. But it's like I'm really like I'm really over and w- without even getting into the whole situation because honestly the situation is bullshit. That's enough. <clears throat> that's yeah. enough as is, right? Like, yeah, that's, it's, that's enough to talk about. Yeah, it's it's honestly bullshit, but like. <laughs> and I seen somebody else post it, bro. It's like, is being a rapper too risky a business these days? Like, does it really, like, does it come with all of this? Because I even seen some shit about a nigga in San Antonio. And, and this is another thing, bro. I've, I've been on this kick lately the past few days. I see shit that's going on on the internet. And then I go to Instagram uh-huh. and look at these people to see, just to see what them. their life is like. So there was like yeah. a cat. And I think he's in San Antonio. He got shot and robbed yesterday or today. He's a, he's an upcoming rapper. But I went to his IG fam. He only has like 16 and a half thousand followers, bro. And it's like, you don't even have to be you nobody. You ain't got to get all the way real. up. Yeah, like you ain't got to get. Uh, uh, am I saying his name right? Mo M O three. Yeah, Mo three. I heard he about that did, one that's too. Boosie's homeboy. He just yeah. got killed in traffic. In traffic, bro. Um, like I don't want to turn this into like an after school special, particularly just out of respect. Like I don't know enough about these people to be speaking on their mm-hmm. lives, so I, I I most certainly ain't gonna get on here our little ass podcast and talk a bunch of shit and act like I got all the answers, but. It did kind of like raise my curiosity in us going from talking about Gucci and Jeezy mm-hmm. and them living similar lives right. at a very young age, right? right? Right. Being out here shooting and doing all crazy shit and them being able to make it to their older ages, right? And I know it's 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 a separate subject and it's a very small case study, but it just kind of rung me as interesting that we can look at a nigga as dangerous as Gucci and watch him go from what he was to like the pop belly pig like, on the block. He's like raps Bill Cosby right now. He's like yeah, rap, like he's Cl- a lovable, Cliff Huxtable. That he's he is lovable Cliff Atlanta's Huxtable. mayor. Absolutely, you know what I mean. And it's just like. There's got to be some kind of a difference between what he did and is doing versus what these up and coming artists and performers are doing and have lived through. And I know Chicago is different from Atlanta, but right, right, right. Like, and I, is there something there to talk about? Well, yeah, I think I and I I think I get where you're going, I, and I really think it's just a, um, a difference of the times because that's something I just thought about when he was talking. Like we we know 
of the menace that Gucci was back in the day. Like, right. and, and like when he like, wasn't funny and it, everybody, and it was nothing to laugh yeah, about. Bro, like everybody said it. There wasn't one rapper that was like, man, fuck Gucci. Like I, if I all. see that nigga, there was not one rapper. Not all, and with these not. new niggas and you got the internet, like, like to me, when I looked at King Von, like I said, I'm giving him that Gucci stature that, sure. you know, that nah, walk. I'm not that, mad at you. He not Cause I felt that I haven't heard a single song and I already knew just from enough niggas that I respect saying you need to watch out and not watch out because his music is banging, but right. just like watch what you say about him. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, yeah. Niggas that's wild themselves is like, just watch how yeah. you talk. Just don't talk too loud around him. Is all but I'm like, saying. and I, I don't want to, I don't want to say it's a respect thing because I feel like niggas might've respected him in the streets. But again, I think it's, you know, I think it's the accessibility. Like we wasn't able to see what Gucci was doing every day. We just heard about when Gucci murdered mm. the nigga. And then we heard the mixtapes when he was talking about he murdered the nigga. So now we can see these niggas hanging out with their homies all day spending money, talking about they got money, you know, doing this and that. And, you know, you dissing your homies on the internet that live a block away. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if, and like, just to put it in this perspective, like in they hood, when they smoke weed, they call it smoking Tuca. Tuca is one of their ops that got killed. Like, from, from Jesus one of the niggas. So like, but like that, this shit happened back in 2012. They still say it today. Like we smoking Tuca pack. There's only. too much murder in their culture. Way too much There's murder too in much their culture. Murder in but the again, culture. it goes back like a, Jeezy wasn't, or Gucci wasn't throwing it in niggas' faces for real, for real that he did that shit. Like nigga, every song y'all niggas get on, y'all talk about fuck 63rd and we smoking Tuca. Like pe- people is going to feel a type of way. And you know, you don't get a chance to, to, to build up that mystery that Gucci got, you know, because like you say, niggas heard about Gucci. And then when Gucci came around, he had that aura about him. So niggas backed the fuck off. But again, we didn't see Gucci smiling back in the day. Like, you know what I'm saying? We see these niggas, they got diamonds in their teeth. They want to be out everywhere and doing all types of shit. So some niggas just don't, they can't see past that, bro. Like you're not as gangster as you portray yourself to be. And, and not to put that on King Von, because like I say, his situation is a little different from what happened. But sure. like I say, just in general with these new rappers, like you, you're way too out here in the open. And and you want people to see you, and it's like I get it because you're a rapper, and that's right. it's part that's, of the brand. That's seventy percent of the fucking problem. You got to get people to pay attention to you. And really, that's that's kind of part of how you got there too. So I can understand how it can be tricky, right? Because to go from SoundCloud to being a known artist like King Von was before he passed, it does take a level of access. Like being accessible is part of it. Because I know for a fact to a lot of these young hip hop fans, like seeing this niggas come up on Instagram and feeling like you can see him at your mall or he might pull up in your neighborhood or you could just go to O Block or whatever and just see this nigga, I do know it's part of the draw. So it's kind of hard to know when and how to disconnect from Mm -hmm. what is the reason why your mom ain't got to worry no more. So I kind of get that part too. Yeah, yeah, that that, that's really, really tricky, man. And like I said before, like I want to be real careful talking about shit like this because you know I, I'm sensitive to the fact that this is somebody's baby, this is sure. somebody's, somebody's people, father, somebody's somebody. Yeah, all like, that I shit, don't know bro. if bro, did, did bro have kids. Bro had three kids. Whew, like see? look, like little kids, bro. They all like under four. Yeah, and for me, this is not <clears> nothing <throat> to just podcast and joke about. You know what I'm right, saying? Yeah, but nah, it is something to be said about you know the whole rest in peace thing. Obviously, of course, and just something to. Pay attention to on the culture. And if nothing else, at least learn from, I feel like. Right, 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 right. And I think, you know, not, not for nothing, like from, and I, I, I don't want to disrespect anybody by saying this, but like the last time the culture felt anything close to this was Nipsey. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You see how hard. So, but I think since Nipsey, the culture takes deaths way harder, bro. 
Like when it comes to our rappers, yeah, yeah, like yeah. even like I, I, I well, think because just, our music is so it it sticks to the ribs. There's just no superficial pop shit. Like yeah, this is cherished. The, the shit. songs we sing be you know relatable. It be shit that mm-hmm. really like I was saying in the one podcast. It's goosebumps music, it's goosebumps especially if you music. feel the shit. Even like you said, like Ma just told Joe. Uh, last week or whatever the case was like yo fam like I ain't no cap like when I go back and listen to them albums mm. like it makes me feel good because I live that place. shit I yeah, remember I the time yeah. same, same thing with some of the songs that I've rapped like years ago but like I, I did that shit last week I was listening to some old songs I was like I can remember what was happening mm-hmm. that you made me write that it. you know what, what I'm saying so like uh, it's a it's a hair like you say we we cherish these people and you know I think since Nipsey passed we we take our deaths a little harder um <clears throat> I don't see the culture taking this one as hard as they took Nipsey because again it it goes along with this you know it is all about the persona that you carry around King King Von carried this you know persona around not to say it was just a persona or a character but like right, sure, and I'm even sure. in vi- even in videos that he said like when you subscribe to the street life you either <laughs> going to get shot go to jail get robbed or killed like so he knew <laughs> he knew the life that he was involved in like it just sucks that it had to happen that way cuz I was yeah, I was definitely looking forward to uh some some more music from King Vine because that took her to the oh boy. That I, I don't, you got to tap I, in, bro. I'm about to see you some shit. I, I do my homework, but I'm glad you brought up the the, the Nipsey thing before I did because uh, I don't have to feel as bad because I actually have this written down. <laughs> when you introduce it, I don't feel as bad as when I say some fuck shit because you know me, bro, I'll be halfway not knowing a lot of times, but I do. <laughs> shit but i also be one to be respectful but i did find it interesting because coming across my youtube was like clips of people reacting to king von's death and shit like that and i came across some videos of a asian doll who was his on again off Mm -hmm. again Mm -hmm. love interest and shit like that and how she was dealing with and coping with the process of mourning and just kind of in at this point was in like the disbelief stage and shit like that just watching her have it out with everybody that was around King Von and holding them accountable for, well, if he got shot, why the fuck ain't none of y'all shot? And you know what I'm saying? Which is it's not true. But it's, right. it's, it's not true because two of his right, homies right. got killed as well as his manager sure, got shot. Sure. And then she put some quote out there like, you know, I don't want to hear y'all niggas crying. Y'all right. letting get up on me. Quote King Von saying that was his last words. And his manager's coming out now saying mm-hmm. it and I right. get how it can be messy because like when you hurt it don't gotta be your 26 year old homeboy that was just glowing up it can be we've seen families fall apart over Big Mama who we all True. knew was past you know right. what I'm saying so right. we know death is a hard thing but it did put me in this mind frame Wes and I'm only saying your name because I know you <laughs> kind of know how my mind works mm-hmm. so you won't take this as nasty mm-hmm. when I say it but mm-hmm. I was thinking about Asian Doll's response to losing King Von versus Lauren London's response to losing Nipsey Hussle and mm-hmm. the difference in mm-hmm. the two. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it just stops at the difference between Asian Doll's character and Lauren London's character. I think it also speaks a lot to the men they were attached to. Are you following me so I'm fo- far? I'm following. I'm following. I'm, I'm on the road with you. I, I Because both of them niggas was in the streets. Mm-hmm. Neither one of them niggas was a game, and they both carried heavy respect. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand King Von's respect came from a large dose of fear, and Nipsey's respect came from a large dose of respect. So right. I get the difference <laughs> there, but they both was out here actively in the streets, but their activity was different as well. Right. right. Everybody knows Nipsey was a world-renowned Crip, Crenshaw nigga, but he stood for the original principles of what Crippen meant. For sure. 
responsibility in your neighborhood, looking out for your fellow niggas and crips. And once you get out the hood doing now, I know King Von didn't get a chance to get his out the hood moment and who's to say he wouldn't have done that. But I do think it says a little bit about the people you live, leave behind and how Mm -hmm. prepared they are to respond to these things. Right. Right, Because Lauren London knew who she was with. I remember reading an article on Lauren London right after uh, ATL came out. Mm -hmm. It was before she was with Nip. And I remember reading an interview in a magazine about one of somebody had asked, the person interviewing her had asked her like, "Are you single? Are you dating? What's what's your relationship status?" She said, "I'm single, but it's not through lack of attention." She said, and I quote, "She said, I'm gonna be honest with you. I need a hood nigga. Mm. Only a hood nigga can handle me." And she wasn't trying to be funny. Like you could read it in what she was saying. Like she was just saying, like just what I come from and how my daddy raised me. I know a regular nine to five. And she was saying like, no disrespect to nine to five guys. I just know what I need. Right. So even before she got with Nip, that's what she was on. So she knew, you know what I'm saying? And and that's not to say Asian doll don't know what she was involved in, but I don't know, bro. I I really don't know how to articulate it. I feel you. And something to be said. And like I say, I think, um, and not, not to say that Nipsey was far removed but because of the respect that Nipsey had, like Nipsey was able to be out of the hood for a long period of time and then come back and, and welcomed right back with open arms. Like you say, King Von never had his chance to get out of the hood. He was still in the hood every day. So like the people that he is around, like you say, to your credit, probably Asian dog, like she's still reacting as if somebody was in the streets every day. And I'll put it like that because when Nipsey died, niggas were looking for Lauren to say something for days. You know, yeah. and kind of kept it quiet, but that's again, like I just said, Nipsey was able to leave for periods of time and come back and still had that respect. So, like when she didn't say nothing immediately, niggas was just like, oh, "Okay, we gotta wait for her." To it say even something. it even became a let's check on Lauren thing. In the call. Like, yeah, we all were checking on her too. Like, is she okay? Like, like to your credit, it, it it goes to the to the to the men that they were dealing with, but it it heightened our level of respect for Lauren. Mm-hmm, Versus absolutely. over here at Asian Doll, where you saying some shit that we finding out now is not true. It's like, girl. <laughs> like uh, yeah, I get emotions are high and all of that too. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I, right. I, I absolutely get emotions are high and who wouldn't react in a volatile manner after something so traumatic would happen to somebody that you was in love with. I get all of that. You know what I'm saying? But it also kind of, like I said, it, it speaks to character. It does. It speaks to how you move. It speaks to how mentally prepared you actually really are for the life mm-hmm. that you're actually really living. Because I know a lot of times we say these things and we 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 go through the motions like we ready for this shit mm-hmm. but how ready are we really how, how really ready are you in real life and but before we get out of the funeral home we definitely getting the fuck off of this but before yeah. we get out of the funeral home let's pay our respects um rest in peace to sean connery um sean connery sean connery is gone brother the nigga from the action movies sean connery is gone it's not a rapper named sean connery like nah, you talking about the nigga I'm with the white hair and the white beard? hair white man sean connery i didn't even know he was dead sean connery i think he was why am i laughing that's not funny right. i didn't know sean connery was i want to say he was somewhere he was either 81 90 he was old dude like so it's okay um rest in peace to sean connery i also want to say Rest in peace to Bishop Rance Allen. Um, he sings one of my favorite gospel songs along with Kurt Franklin. Um, was also one of my grandmother's favorite songs. So rest in peace to him. Hope him and my grandmother are partying it up for sure. And then last but not least, 
I want to give um, a rest in peace out to longtime Jeopardy host Alex hey, Trebek. I had this on the notes. At least. Held it down until the day he left out of this joint. That's hard. That's, That's hard. hard. Like, and I, even even when my wife told me, like, it was it was shocking, but it wasn't. It wasn't a shock, like, because I knew he was sick. Um, but like I told her, like shit, like damn, that's crazy that it happened so abrupt. Because I knew he was sick, he went away for a little bit, and then he came back, and it was like shit was sweet. Like mm-hmm. I, I remember his speech, like he was like, y'all, I'm we just gonna work through it. Like, and I, yeah, I'm, here, like, I'm here till I'm not. Like, and it that's was that's like, how I want right. to be, man. That's how yeah, I want to be in my last years. Like, I'm here till I'm not. Let's I'm just here do till it. I'm not. Let's just do it. Let's not be sad. Like you say, even if it's one of those situations where we know it could potentially be a time limit on this thing, like let's not live in that every day. Let's just be exciting. So. Rest in peace to Alex Trebek. And on the tail, I don't know if you heard this piece. There's a petition going around to have LeVar Burton take over Jeopardy. I don't see this is why we do podcasts <laughs> together, cuz. Cause I literally have on my notes, rest in peace, Alex Trebek, and who you got taking the spot if it was up to you. Give it over to LeVar Burton. Like you ever LeVar Burton? Since the idea was, pre- I like, and I actually tried to like jog my brain for like, I'm not t- mad at the pick. I, yeah, I tried to like jog my brain for like TV host, like somebody who could like slide in there and mm-hmm, no effort, not changing the show. Yeah, like, we don't yeah. need Nick Cannon. It don't need to turn into a spectacle. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? And Pat Sajak, well, Cannon, still, yeah, Pat Sajak still doing his thing over on Wheel of Fortune. Like, I, I don't think that would work anyways. But like when they when they mentioned Lavar Burton, now I can't see anybody else because I feel like I feel mad. like it's his uh. I feel like this is them paying like this this is this should be him almost kind of getting his homage for reading Rainbow. Okay. Because he's educated. We know the man is educated. And he's older now, so he, right. he would have that that suave, distinguished, yep. I know yep. everything look that you need for Jeopardy. Like I need to look up at Jeopardy and feel like the nigga already got the answers without looking at the card. Right. And what that's that's exactly I think LeVar Burton has that in him. And the only thing, know. if they do get him in there, what I don't want them to do is change the set. Like I don't want them no. to update it. Don't make no, it no, no, no. 2020 because that's what's no, gonna make it cheaper. The updated version. We Leave it just where it is. Put Levar Burton behind Alex Trebek's that make him do the whole trip. I'll figure something out. But like I don't, I can't see anybody else in that position now. I'm not about to pick. I have a different pick. Okay, who is it? Please. I would like to see Adam Conover in the spot. Now, those of y'all listening to the podcast, I'm sure 80 percent of y'all don't know who that is. There's a show that comes on. Well, it used to. He don't host it no more. But there used to be a show, if you look it up, called Adam Ruins Everything. <gasps> I know Adam. Adam can Adam do Conover. it. Adam Conover. That's who I got. Yo, Adam ruins everything. Literally, he I ruins everything. He literally ruins he's everything. He's that nigga, right? He's the, I fuck with him. His his character, his, like, I can see it now. I'm glad you said that. I want to see him standing up there with the cards. And he's I'm got glad. the hair. His hair's yep. great. He's got great daytime <laughs> TV hair. He's got Johnny Bravo uh, hair. He's a very intelligent dude on his own. Right. He does research. He he's well spoken. I love. It. He's got a he's got a rhythm and a note to his voice that works. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's, nah, you're right. he's already got a brand built for it. Like mm-hmm. even though he doesn't do Adam Ruins every, I don't think I'm not. I sure don't think he, I don't think he does either. I YouTube the shit out. I think they turn it over somebody else but anyway even without the show he still does what he did on the show like he's still out there busting myths and giving information like nice. he's just the neil degrassi tyson type nice. so i could see him in that i would love to see him in that if one of the major networks listens to this podcast first <laughs> Tap of all in. tell a friend to like and subscribe second go. of all i like to see adam conover get a, a swing at that man. i like the pick i wouldn't even think about adam ruins everything but you're right i can see it that's my guy uh so I don't know if I should backpedal because I really wanted to leave King Von alone, but this could be a different thing. Okay. How'd you, how'd you feel about all the backlash that T.I. got from saying what he said about um, 
uh, T.I. came out and posted and said, you know, uh, basically, I'll put it shortly, and this can be, it ain't got to be the King Von shit, but he just basically said, because King Von and all of that shit happened in Atlanta, he made a post respectfully asking the new niggas to keep that shit out of Atlanta, out of Atlanta, and go back home with that bullshit that y'all, and everybody went crazy on him. Waka Flocka actually, like, really, really went off, and then... Went away and deleted his social media. He was so mad about it. Like a lot of, he's receiving a lot of backlash from people saying, how selfish of you. Somebody just died. You don't get to tell people, uh, it ain't like King Von decided to die in Atlanta. And he got like a lot of lip from obviously King Von fans, but a lot of the younger generation was not feeling what he said. And to me, and again, this ain't a King Von part of a topic. It goes a little deeper than that for me. Cause I was witty. I know we've been kind of like, taking points away from T.I. lately on this show. But I was winning when he said it because to me, it rung off as like, you ever seen New Jersey Drive, right? Mm-hmm. There's a scene in New Jersey Drive where the niggas are still in cars, burning up and down the uh, the avenue and shit. These is young niggas still in cars making a block hot next to the older niggas. And Heavy D was the lead of the older niggas. And I remember that scene where he's like, nigga, this is my groove. Don't fuck with my groove. Take y'all's little asses up the block with that shit. It's an OG call. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see nothing wrong with it. And I was really kind of like, I guess I wasn't shocked because this is really kind of the way the young niggas' minds thinks. But I remember growing up and knowing that there was certain shit you couldn't do in front of the OGs. Like, you right. don't do that. Right. And if they call you to check you on it, you kind of got to tuck your ego. You just got to eat it. Yeah. You got to eat that. You got to tuck your ego. I'm not going to say we're losing that. That shit is lost. Like these young niggas don't give a fuck what you, none of these niggas. You, not they don't even you, TI, Snoop. None of they don't give a fuck about what. I was about to say you. You damn near can't because you're gonna have to put your hands on one of these niggas because they're not trying to listen. But like, mm-hmm. that, and that's that's why it's lost because they. I I think we got into a period where old niggas weren't looking to school young niggas. Um, and I think in that you know I I, and I think I might even partially be a part of that generation for real for real where you kind of. Look for some older niggas to, you know, kind of make sure you stand on the right track. And when that ain't happening, you be like, man, well, fuck these niggas. These niggas, you know what I'm saying? These niggas ain't, what is an OG? Like, fuck, fuck. Or even like Vito said, like, he don't come from that era. Like, nigga, we get it, get it in or don't. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah and it's yeah. like, and it's not like I said, I'm not, I'm not looking for that. But like, when, when that's what you came up under, when you saw niggas older than you have they big homie. And then once you got there and, that didn't become your big homie or shit didn't, you know, trickle down like how it trickled down for them. It's like, oh, well, maybe the generation of niggas in front of us ain't as real. Mm. So it's like, why the fuck do I need an OG? You right. know what I'm saying? What talking about fuck what this nigga talking about. And even in the TI situation, like, I understand that, you know, he came out and was like, I'm not specifically talking about King Von, but I, I think in this instance, from, from what I got from it, and I could be totally wrong, but like, he seemed like he was speaking more to the amount of people from across the country that are migrating to Atlanta. Like, keep y'all's fucking asses out of yeah, Atlanta. And keep T- your problems. Yeah. T.I. don't, T.I. don't get to say that. Like, I, I, I hate to, ha- I hate to have to be the one to tell okay. T.I. here, bro. He's not the mayor of Atlanta, bro. Nobody's no, looking, nobody's looking to T.I. for certification, for a pass, for a flag, for none of that shit. And even like that statement, T.I. was already in a gray area in the culture for the past few weeks anyways. 
So it's like you come out and you say something sure. like that, and it's like, bro, stay in your house, fam. Like, or even like I seen the what the one funny thing was he had posted whatever he posted and some girl was like boy i see you out cheating all the time like shut your ass up like and, and it's like that's dumb but it's real like how are you about to, how are you out here you know and that's that's what pisses me off about ti he likes to be selectively loud that's true that's true too that's true too you right. why did, because why did he have to say somebody else got killed in atlanta the day before and he didn't say that Mm. So, so so when when you feel the spotlight getting a little warm, you just want then to you want to yeah like Ti is really I hope uh I'm really hoping the verses is like his grand finale for 2020. Yeah, I hope he goes in the house on his grand hustle. Still haven't listened to his album. Don't need to. So we can be done with that for sure. No I, more. I will. I will. I will say the album is okay though. I heard that. I heard the album is okay. There's 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 at least five or six joints on there that I know you will like. I'll give him a spin after like my 13th listen to Big there you 14. Go. Uh, you, you hear me, Big 14? I'm on my trippy red shit. Uh, so moving on. Oh, so I do want to talk to you about our uh, our text messaging this week. I text messaged you a link to uh, the interview ah. from Soft White Underbelly with you the did. homie Sharpie the Pimp. Did you, you watch did. it? I did watch Sharpie. I did. I let, I let Sharpie run. It? Okay, so... For those of y'all that listen to the program, if y'all uh, fancy the YouTubes, uh, when you get a chance, check out a channel called Soft, Soft White, White Underbelly. Underbelly. How long have you? How long have you been tapped into the channel? Because I stumbled upon the shit like by complete. Matter of fact, I'm pretty sure World Star introduced me to Soft White Underbelly. I want to say like right when COVID hit. It, it, it's certainly okay. even longer than this year. Okay. Yeah, but, I think uh, I think I'm a this year Soft White Underbelly yeah. as well. Just to give y'all a little bit of uh, you know sight into what the channel is. It's a guy, first of all, his photography is dope. His Fire. camera work is dope. Uh, and all he does is he just sits down with the more seedier uh, members of our community. Is that fair to say? I'm he's, trying to put it. And he sat down with a lot of people. Like, said, it's, it's not just pimps and hoes and prostitutes yeah, and crackheads. He'll sit down like, with a pimp and talk to him for 45 minutes, a hoe for 40. He'll talk to a heroin addict, a gang member, a mob boss, a Ku Klux Klan member. Like, he talked to an executioner all, one time. Like, yeah, you know, all, and they're all very polarizing. I use the word polarizing they interview. Are. He like, asks the right questions, bro. It's like he, he doesn't right sit down and think about it. You can tell that there's you can tell that there's a relationship built before they sit down. There's a level of genuineness behind divulge, it. Yeah, they divulge information and they share they share things with Mark that you know it's not coming from just some walk up on the street, hey, you want to record some shit real quick. And you can tell that he's in contact with these people well before they ever sit down. Right, right, right. Yeah, this isn't some I just picked you up tonight, come talk to me shit. Right. And it ain't no DJ Vlad shit where he's on there trying to embarrass them or anything or trying to get some clickbait like you can tell that there's a level of care there. Mm -hmm. uh, I would almost go reach to say, like, if he's talking to somebody homeless, he probably treats them to a hot meal and a sit down in a hotel for the night. Yeah, like I feel, I feel that off of these interviews. Absolutely. But anyway, Sharpie the Pimp. Uh, we we I sent Wes a clip to the Sharpie the Pimp follow up interview. This was actually the second one, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh, I meant to go Sharpie back to the had, original. Yeah, Sharpie has some interesting things to say coming from the Pimp. Uh, I'm not even gonna call it an underworld. To me, I don't I don't consider pimping an underworld, and I'll explain to you why if we get that deep into the conversation. But I what jumped out to me that Sharpie said in this interview that I wanted to touch on was he was talking about OnlyFans at one point toward the end of the interview. Mm -hmm. And he I quote said, OnlyFans is a stepping stone to hoeing. Yes. 
And I was like, mm, let's talk about it, Sharpie. Now, this ain't exclusive to women. Right. All right. This is not the section of the show where we get on our fucking misogyny shit. But it is, I feel like, a stepping stone to home because let's think about what OnlyFans is perceived to be just when you hear the name, right? I know everybody ain't fucking and getting ass naked on OnlyFans, but we know you pay to see people fucking and getting ass naked right. on OnlyFans. That's what right. it's there for. Right. And you got to see where he's coming from, right? Because you're you're getting paid to do something that you would probably be doing otherwise. And isn't that like the flagship line for pimping? Like, you're going to be giving this pussy away for free anyway. You might as well come over here and get paid. And my mind went down a little bit of a rabbit hole. Like, okay, I can obviously identify with what he's saying about OnlyFans. But then my mind started ticking a little bit further down the line. And I started thinking about Twitch. I don't know how much time you've ever spent on Twitch other than not us much. talking about how I'm kind of on there, but kind of yeah. not. But I do spend a significant amount of time on Twitch because one of my good friends broadcasts on there every day. Mm-hmm. And if you ever go to Twitch and you just browse the categories, they have categories for people playing video games, right, Wes? Mm-hmm. And then they have a category called just chatting that you can click where people aren't playing video games. And it's basically like the the real world camera section. Mm. And motherfuckers be doing everything on there from whittling wood to crocheting to art to recording in the studio. To, are you about? Are you about to tell me people are fucking on Twitch? You're not fucking. But Ooh. here's the. But here's the ticker though. I'll, let's say forty to fifty percent of the successful channels on Twitch that are just chatting are just bitches with their cleavage out and their thighs out mm-hmm. talking to simp's. That are donating the money. Mm-hmm. That's it's all like, that's happening. Yeah, can't, what was it? Uh, so, soda cam, cam, cam girl, soda cam, yep. or whatever the fuck it was back in the day. Yeah. If you if you go through there and browse there at any given time, you will undoubtedly see a good number of girls in there half naked, chatting off niggas in a chat room that are just throwing them money. And I'm like, I mean, to, who's you know, the to, pimp here? Right. So you kind of. It, it took me back to a place I was right. I was visually, I was, I was getting a vision when you was explaining the, you know, Sharpie talking about the whole OnlyFans thing being a gateway and a pimping. And fo- follow me if you can one time because he kind of on a, like a, a bigger picture type of thing. It just hit me like, look at OnlyFans, the platform as like the whole stroll. Say that's Livingston mm-hmm. Avenue. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is put the people on the block. And if they out there advertising that way, you, you get, you getting the, the, what do I want to call it? It's like, you're, you're getting the traffic. You're getting the traffic. And of course, everybody's not going to pay, but somebody's going to be interested. And as long as you're on the platform, there's somebody mm-hmm. there who can give that to you. Now, you know, to kind of uh, evolve that, like you say, if, if you get into doing that so much and, you know, maybe it does get so good to you or maybe you do got a really, really good donator who like, hey, look, I'm trying to like donate for real, but I'm trying to like donate, donate. Like I'm, <laughs> like, I'm trying to donate and donate if you get what I'm saying. Right. And now you got to took because what if this is your, you know, the, for lack of, you know, real numbers, what if this is your thousand dollars every time you get on your OnlyFans type nigga and he like, yeah, if you ain't going to let me poke, then these thousand dollars is leaving every day. And what if that's the bane of your OnlyFans? Now, now you're dipping, you know, now you're dipping your, your, your toes in that pool. Or like you say, if you're not getting the attention, but you know that people are paying you attention, it's like, well, fuck it. I might as well, you know, pimping ain't dead. It just moved to the website. You might as well move it back to real life. It just moved online, man. And, and that that's where I was going with that. Like OnlyFans, the owners of these apps and these platforms 
they are the new clean white collar pimps. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they, they are providing these outlets for these. Now, you know, obviously the, the, in all cases, the girls ain't on here fucking. Right. But they are certainly like offering themselves up, whether it be conversation, just a visual of their flesh, whatever the case may be, they're office offering a service to people that wouldn't get that service normally without paying. And they're, they're draining these niggas of their money. And then, like, I, don't, I just had this thought, so I'm just going to share it. It's a, it's a crazy world that we live in. We live in a world that, you know, they say sex sells. And it's like, <laughs> women do so much shit with the, with the sexual allure, but then will get mad at men for that. And it's like, well, like you just said, you on here with your cleavage out and your thighs out. Am I not supposed to be aroused in any shape, form, or fashion? Or I'm, I'm literally only supposed to listen to the words coming out of your mouth right now. Please, please speak and ask me what you said after you're done so I can tell you I don't fucking know. Right. And I and I get how dangerous that is to say in a slippery slope, right? Because all women ain't sitting on a fucking webcam right. with their titties out. So right. I get how the behavior of these women can be dangerous for the whole cause, right? Like I right. get it for you know, I get that all women ain't one woman. So I get that, but it is confusing. But at the same time, even me saying it's confusing, I don't want to sound like the Republican saying, well, if one black nigga breaks into my house, then don't, don't right, all black niggas right, do? Right, right, right. So and I that's get how slippery yeah. slope, and that's not what we're saying, but it's just like, but how much are we supposed to watch? Like, how, much are we, <laughs> how much of this are we supposed to watch before we learn something? Right, right. You know right. what I mean? So I don't know. Uh, Chris Brown got OnlyFans coming. Yikes. <laughs> Like, now, I get, I get, see, like, and it's so, it's, it's weird that now that we're talking about OnlyFans, I think it's weird the space that OnlyFans is in. Because when OnlyFans, like, when my first instance of hearing of OnlyFans was bitches is busting it open. Uh, it's going, wide. man, wide open. They fucking on there. They doing all of this. And then I, I, I'll actually fuck it. I'll give credit or Cardi the credit for this. You know, when she first said, like, hey, I'm about to start this OnlyFans, but like, I ain't about to be busting it open on this motherfucker. Like, I'm literally about to just be only, and like, I, I think she really like changed it. And I don't want to say she did because I saw the perception, I think. she did change the perception, but I, I'll give her the credit, but I do want to like, I, I don't know her in real life, but like people on my Facebook feed, there's a girl that does makeup. Like, and I saw her saying something to that extent before Cardi did. She was like, yo, like what if I got only fans and like did makeup tutorials? Like, and I, I, I dig that because it's a business brain. Like I, I can understand that. Like, Hey, I'm gonna get on here and do these. If you want hey, subscribe to my shit, you can get on here. You can get access to away for free. Like I'm not going to do this on YouTube. I'm just for free. not trying to give the game well, away for free. I'm and like, that's, that. that's the epitome of only fans that I think. And you know, to, to only fans credit, they're not just limiting it to makeup tutorials. You can fuck on there if you want to, like, if you want people to watch you fucking, <laughs> you can definitely have people watching you fucking. And there's no, like, I, I like that about only fans that there is no limitations on the app. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because they, they, they could have been, Oh, you know, the nudity, Oh, we can't have it yeah. on our app. There, nah, there are are paying other, for this. There are other things there too. I feel like, uh, only fans just wants to be the Spencers of the internet. Like sure. There's porn in here, but there are other things too. But there's so, other things. You can get a t-shirt. <laughs> That's what I thought about when uh, I heard about Chris Brown's OnlyFans because we know Chris Brown ain't going to be on there just flopping his dick out. It's Chris Brown. But he is going to make some money off his fans wanting to see more pictures of him on a daily and why not get paid? Chris Brown can put his OnlyFans up for a dollar and he's going to win. <laughs> he's going to win. Like, what, whatever the number is going to be, he is going to And like, Like I said, I wish 
you know, I, I, that's just the world we live in. But like, I wish it was a lucrative platform. Like, do you want to get OnlyFans for Dipped and Butter program? Like, <laughs> we we have them tap into our live streams here. Like, right, right, right. What do y'all What do y'all want from me? <laughs> Whatever. Listen, as fans, if y'all made it to uh, to a uh, minute fifty of this show, then obviously y'all fuck with us, and y'all are probably one of the ones that fuck with us every week. Hey, if y'all want anything extra from us, just let us know, man. We'll get it. Also, we'll get it to you. also, let me just piggyback on that comment right there. Um, we are um officially over the two thousand club. I don't know if you're aware of that. Yeah, yeah. I, I did. I that. didn't even know. The last time I saw it was about eighteen hundred somewhere around there, and then overnight it sprung up. So uh, again, we fuck with y'all right here at the fifty minute mark. I know we do that sometimes at the top, a lot of times at the end, but I did want to tap that piece. Y'all ain't never got it in the middle. Shout out, shout out to Paris, Ireland. You know what I'm saying? All them shits, Australia, Africa. All of that. We in that shit. Right, or, or, or why ever that's the case, but it's the case. Oh, fam, me and my wife, this is not a transition. I just said, oh, fam, but fuck it, this is where we're at. Me and my wife was watching segments of the movie Baby Boy this week. <laughs> okay. Not <laughs> so, segments. <laughs> uh, I don't even want to go into why segments because that'll get me derailed <laughs> onto the point I'm trying to make here, but we was watching segments of Baby Boy, and I'm I'm sure that you're a fan of Baby Boy, I right? Am. We can I agree am. that Baby Boy Whole is classic. a certified her classic. Yeah. I'm not here to uh, argue with anybody that don't fuck with Baby Boy, Jody, Yvette, or any of the vibes that come with that pure Negro spiritual. I'm not here right. to talk about that. I want to talk to you about a specific scene. Okay. Uh, the so you know the scene in Baby Boy where uh Jody and Yvette just get done going through the drive through. Yvette <laughs> finds the condom in the back seat, right? Thank and you she's so pissed. Much. She has found <laughs> thank you. Oh, thank you so much. You're trying to be funny. So they just get done. They're arguing about that. They're heading up the stairs with the Lucy's burritos and the strawberry shakes up to Yvette, uh, Yvette's uh apartment. apartment. That's right. And outside the door, they get into like kind of the height of the argument right mm -hmm. and she said i know you be doing me wrong jody <laughs> but are you fucking that girl at my job and jody replies with if you want me to i guess i do <laughs> my wife screamed <laughs> what the fuck does that mean and i my face just glowed with delight and i paused the video mm -hmm. right there i said you don't know what that means? She said, what the fuck does that mean? Like, what? that's the worst answer in the world. I'll say, you're right. That is the worst thing in the world. But, but I, not, I was glowing at the opportunity to explain to her what he meant by that. I said, you, you really don't know what that means? I, I need to tell you what he means because that's what makes the scene so fire. Now, this is open to interpretation, mm -hmm. but I'll tell you how I interpreted it. <laughs> okay. And you can tell me if you are on the same page or if I'm just making this up out of my mind. Okay. So again, Yvette accuses Jody, Jody of cheating on her with her coworker. And she says, are you cheating on me with that bitch? And he says, I guess if you want me to, I guess I do. Now, this scene comes after he went over to bitch house. Mm -hmm. Didn't fuck. He ended up cussing her out on her porch and saying, nah, 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 you ain't get no daddy dick. Right. Now, I took him saying that as, if you're going to accuse me of fucking her, then let me know now because I might as well go ahead back there and fuck her. Mm. That's how I took that line. Mm. And I have always taken that line as I'm saying, if you want me to, I guess I do. Mm. Because I haven't yet is what he was saying. Like I haven't, but if you're going to hang this on me, 
So let I, me know now because I'll go back over there. Well, and I think, saying. and I think now I'm, I'm with you on that one, but I also think it could be taken a second way, which is really the same way. But it's like, if you want me to, then I do is like, well, I do want to. And if you gonna keep telling me that I'm fucking this bitch, that I really am going to like, right. again, I didn't the night before because I felt bad. But like, if you about to press me and I'm about to get pressed about it, I might as well do this shit. <laughs> like, I'm saying. So is that is that how you took that line too, or, I don't, or am I reaching? Wanna, I, honestly, I've I've watched the movie a hundred times. I don't recall his dumbass answer <laughs> okay. there, right? And now I'm gonna go back and watch it because that when is funny. Hear, when y'all go back and watch that movie again, and y'all hear that line, y'all are going to fry laughing at that. And like shit you said, maybe it's, maybe, it's maybe, so maybe, out of nowhere. Maybe I was still like a minute before in the movie, like you say, with the whole "thank you so much" because that that shit genuinely You're cracks like, me oh, the fuck oh, up. Thank you so oh, much. thank you so. You trying to be funny? Give me, give me the goddamn food. <laughs> yeah, that's a fact. And, and, and to dip it, now I really kind of hate that we kind of been on the cheating shit for like the third week in a row. But as we was watching this, and that golden moment came up, you know, I had to write my dipped part of this. Of course, right? like, of course. And I'm not just asking you, I'm asking the audience. You know, y'all can conversate amongst each other at home on this one. If you're in a situation, hypothetically speaking, US, me, whoever's listening to this, if you're in a situation, hypothetically speaking, where you're in romantically involved with your significant other and that person doesn't trust you, they're going through your phone when you're asleep, they're, they're verbally arguing with you and accusing you of cheating. And you, we're going to say this as fact for the sake of argument mm-hmm. that you have not cheated. And they don't trust you. They're going through your phone. They're accusing you verbally of cheating. They're getting on you and you have not cheated. Do you feel like at that point, a nigga is going to be like, man, I might as well go ahead and step out then. Like I'm, I'm in trouble for this shit already anyway. Like, do you think that that makes an incentive for a nigga to do fucked up shit when he's already getting accused of it? Uh, you know, I think not justifying a, it, but you know, right. You know, I, I think at a certain point in time in my life, yeah. Um, you know, I think I kind of took it the same way. Like if you, and, and like I say, I'll, we'll, we'll keep it transparent and dipped in butter here. Like I say, there was a, um, you know, there was a, there was a girl that I've, I've, I've known her since I was what in high school, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, we, we used to hang out a lot. Um, and then, you know, I had, I had another girlfriend and, you know, she came around and, you know, of course I introduced her to my friend, you know, regardless of the relationship that me and my friend had developed over years. Uh, I mean, of course we fucked and all types of shit, but like niggas know how to keep it cool. Like that wasn't, <laughs> right, right. you know, we gotta be all crazy. right. When we linked up, it ain't like we go together. It, like, it, it just wasn't like that. You know what I'm saying? But you know, it, it was one of those situations when she came around, I, you know, I think she caught the vibes early. Um, but it <laughs> It, it was one of those things like me and her were very respectable in that. So, you know, if, if I got a dude or she, she got a dude, I got a girl, like we can't really do it. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? saying? Like, yeah, I fuck with you. I love you. It is what it is. But, ah, you know, we kind of got to keep it on, you know, keep it cool. So, you know, when that was the case and, you know, trying to, trying to live life right, you know what I'm saying? She, she brought it to me and I was like, look, I ain't even going to lie to you. Yes. Like that's the <laughs> homie. Me and the homie have, you that's know, done X, Y. I guess I did. Yeah, not even, but like just to just to kind of because I didn't want it because I've been in a position before where a chick asked me, he'd be like, "No, I ain't fucking her." No, good goddamn well you fucking her, and then it just turns into a crazier situation later. You know what I'm saying? Because because then you got to because not only at that point you got to talk about oh you actually are fucking a bitch. It's like, well, nigga, I asked you, like uh-huh. I, I told you. Now, you, now, so now you're making me think I'm crazy. Now I really do feel like going crazy. Like so, in that instance, I was you know, my brain said, "Tell the truth," like. Yes, like 
that was a thing, but like she understands, I understand. Like it's it's not going down like that. Like we've been friends for so long, we just know how, we know how to be friends and friends only. If that's the case, so and of of course, every woman is going you know kind of take that for what it is in in, in her face. But <clears throat> of course, she didn't believe it, and I, I I got presented with that often, and I wasn't like, but it it often made me want to be like, well, I am about to call her. You know, what, if you think I, I'm calling her and I told you what it was. I do got I some time. Like I just, yeah. See how she doing. I, I do got some time to invite her crazy over. Because I feel like your move, like I was just about to give you props and I still give you the props. Like that was the right move to go ahead and just be like, look, let me go ahead and just say this, what it is, give you the whole truth right here and now. Let's not hide nothing. And let's just be upfront about it. Because my whole thing was, I'm not on that. Like, I genuinely was not on that because I was trying to do the right thing. And it was like, like I said, I was a young man. And I think that's what it has to do with. But like, soon as soon as she brought, I was like, see, this is why I be fucking. Like, right, right. <laughs> this is exactly why. Because like, or this is not even this is why I be lying. But like, this is why I do what I do. Because you, you try and be 100% truthful with a motherfucker. And you just can't win for losing sometimes. So it's like, all right, fuck it. What you what you think that is about that in particular though? Like now, obviously we got to be humans and recognize that there's a level of hurt there and emotions there. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. Men or women, I'm not just putting this on women, but you know we've been on here, admittedly, like sometimes when we get in our feelings, we can't be 100 percent rational. You know what I'm right, saying? That's just right. a human flaw, period. For sure. But like, do you think that's really more of an emotional thing? Like you get emotional just at the at the the sound of this news and you really can't see the value of this truth you're getting for what it is right now. No, I think, I I think you like, it it might hurt more than you appreciate the truth. And I, and I can understand that because I, I can't particularly, you know, pinpoint if that's ever happened, but like not just to kind of, you know, bring a full circle. Like that was when me and my wife decided to start dating for real, for real. Like that was our conversation that we sat down and had like, Hey, look, Honesty is the best policy. And that's the only way that we're going to get through this. So even if you think it ain't something that I want to hear or, you know, if it's get it out because it's all, it's only going to be better in the end. And like, that's why we married to, now, you know, honestly, because we started off that way and like, we really like held true to it and kind of, you know, held each other accountable for that. And it makes a difference in the relationship, you know, versus going into it. Like I said, as a young man, when, you know, it might be more lust than anything and you know what, what you're going through in a relationship. And then it's like, I'm lying to this bitch anyways. I don't give a fuck if she walk out. <laughs> like, no, you know, where, whereas now, like I say, I'm, I'm so truthful and honest with my wife. Like if she was to leave, like I'm crying like a bitch. Like I'm, I'm on bending knees. Like I can't be that. Yeah, yeah, no, that's dope. Uh, I was going to say, like, I, I feel like after being with my wife over 20 years, like, this, see, this is what's so dope about marriage and relationships to me. Like, you can still be learning each other. Like, don't Absolutely. let them fucking, listen, y'all, don't let Facebook lie to y'all and tell y'all that marriage ain't dope. Because marriage is fucking dope. Like, we sure. 20 plus years in, and we're still learning shit about each other. Mm-hmm. Like, me and my wife, I would like to think that we're now getting to a point where we can start doing what y'all are doing early in y'all's marriage. Like where you can just like, okay, look, you might not want to hear this, but let's talk about it. Let's get the mad out the way and let's move on from the mat. Like for a long part of our relationship, we was really, really good at being passive, not wanting to hurt each other's feelings, doing anything we could to avoid the argument. And I mean, I ain't going to say that it didn't work because we got here, you know right, what I'm saying? Right, but right. We, I think, I don't know if maybe just our tastes have changed in our older age, where I think we both now prefer to just like, go ahead and tell me the real, 
And yeah. let's have a conversation about let's it. Just have, like, I remember I'm, in our early 20s, we wasn't mature enough to really, I don't think, handle and it. That. And again, like you I know? said, it, it comes along with maturity. Y'all have also developed communications. You know what I'm saying? Y'all have had to talk with other people over the past 20 years. Like, you've just had to be in different settings. And even, I think, all situations, for real, for real, but like even situations that don't have nothing to do with your relationship, like if you have to have that difficult communication with somebody, it just helps you inside of your relationship. Because it's like... Uh, and really ultimately that's where shit breaks down or like even like because that's cool i I understand where you're coming from like because when you when you really do love somebody something you don't want to like fuck up what you feel like is the good path that y'all are on and it's like uh, do i really want to say something who wants to be the nigga to fuck up date night you know yeah like do i really want to say something about this it's really really good for growth like having that little bit of pain in that moment to learn each other better is great for growth it's it's literally like pulling the scalp for dreads like your your hair is going to be longer bro like it it, it helps you in the consideration part too you know what i'm saying like it helps that person know what to consider about you because you brought it to them now so if that happens again now you know it's gonna be a trigger for them like oh wait hold on like let me he might not fuck with this or you know whatever case may be but again like i say you you develop that communication over a while and like you say, once you get to a mature level, it's like, fam, let's just talk. Because even at this point, I'm sure y'all have had like, where I ain't going nowhere. We ain't going nowhere. Like, like you said, let's talk it out. Let's get through it. And it's once you get to that point, you realize telling the truth up front and getting that moment out happens much quicker than beating around the bush. Then you got to go through it, and then you got to get over it. <laughs> oh, I, I used to be king beat around the bush. Like that's also my porn name. But I used to be oh. king beat around the bush. <laughs> like, and and, and, I, and I, I'll carry the weight on this. I'm not going to put this on my lovely, beautiful wife. But I'm just I'm not confrontational. I'm sensitive and emotional and a tourist. So there will be times in our 20s when I knew me and my wife had some sort of like underlying passive aggressive beef and I'd rather just walk around the apartment not talking to each other sad than to tell her what's really wrong with me or to ask her what's really wrong with her and have this real tough conversation and I just feel like in our late 30s we're getting so much better just being like look nigga I ain't going nowhere you ain't going, you ain't nowhere. going nowhere let's have a talk let's be mad for an hour and let's piece it up like, figure it out I, I I literally just got done having a bitch fit earlier this week. And, you know, I'm not going to get into the specifics of what I was mad about, but I was tight. You know what I'm saying? And even that night, like, you know what I'm saying? I had to, once I was done being tight, mm-hmm. what I was tight about, put that shit to bed and hold your wife's hand and watch the office. You listen, and listen here, that, that's so funny because it made me think about a meme when you said that, like, fam, you do go through it and then, like, somebody has to awkwardly break the silence so you got to come down and be like, hey, is it food in the microwave? Yes. <laughs> no, listen, that first... Is the air that, on? There got to be a holiday for that first sentence said after the passive-aggressive silence in a relationship. What did I say? I said some bullshit, too. What did I say? Is the time on the microwave right? Yeah, I don't I know. Some bullshit about the kitchen or something. Is the air on? <laughs> you don't have the air on, do you? Like you, got, you gotta, you gotta a, let them know I'm mad, you, but I'm still talking to you. You literally right, right, and that's literally what it is. Like, hey, look, I am not happy with you right now, but you still mine, damn it, and you gonna talk to me if right. I'm talking to you. You're still my favorite person in the in world, the whole fucking world. I just hate well, you, right? Man, it's <laughs> some whole shit, bro. Like, why are we such punks, bro? Like, we feel some. Human nature, man. I don't, I don't yeah. know if we can help ourselves. Honestly. Hey, man. One of the beautiful things about being a human is being flawed, bro. Fuck that. You heard it here, man. So that's Facts. that's part of the beauty of it. Uh, moving on to being an adult. Okay. I got a question for you, bro. I have a question about adulting too. 
Okay, so you, you can go first if you want. My uh, shit my, is it's, I, it's stupid, but I want to say mine's, it. Mine's a stupid too, but okay, fuck it. As an adult, I want to ask, it's literally a question I have written down here on my paper. As an adult, how often do you close all of your apps or restart your phone? <laughs> so I only restart my phone if it's broken or frozen. Wrong. <laughs> Why? Why? I don't understand. <laughs> I, I turn my computer off every day. But wow. the, you I love your computer. I love my I take care of this. You love I've spent your computer. $1,600, nigga? No, I'll take that. care of this. Yeah. But I only turn off my computer if the screen is froze or something is wrong or I'm scared that I've gotten a virus on it from watching porn. And the only reason why I close my apps, like you ever like, okay, so with the iPhone, you know, when you move them from one app to another, one window to another, mm-hmm. my nigga, I've had times where there have been like 32 windows. Bro, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's when I get to closing my apps, bro. Like when I, when I swipe them up and I get, I'd be like, yo, when did I even have all this shit open? Like, you know, when I close all those, why? when my wife happens to notice and say, why do you have so many apps? <laughs> why you got so many apps on your phone? Like, God, and then I start going, and then like, God yeah. damn, I got 30 of these. I, def- I definitely need uh, Apple to go ahead and create that close all button. Uh, yeah, add or, that. or just the timing thing, right? Like yeah. there needs to be a timer in the settings that says close all running background apps if not used for X amount of time. Yeah, nah, sh- shit's retarded. Like you said, and now you said something that made me want to ask you another question. Are you watching your porn in incognito or no? I heard that term for the first time last week. What? What is that? Somebody tell me how to use okay. that. All right, all right, let's backtrack. All I right, didn't hold know on. that was a mode. Let me I heard ask. somebody mention that on the podcast, and I don't even remember which one. I was like, <laughs> as soon as they said, I was like, incognito mode. Wait, let me, let me, let me ask you this. Us with this. And how do I get it? What is let me, it? Let me ask you this question. Are you a Safari user? Yes. Wait, that, which one is the white? Yes, Safari. That's, yes. that's where you're going wrong. <gasps> I gotta I use a different app. I don't know if Safari has an incognito mode. They might, but I don't use Safari like at all. Like on my on my Apple laptop on my phone, I download so do Chrome. Mean? I use Chrome. Oh, they got. Oh, okay. Yeah. So if you now, go in, you download Chrome, Google Chrome, and then if you uh-huh. get into um, Google Chrome when you get to open it up, like web page, like where you can add a, like you can open your page, and if you want to add another page, like it'll give you the option to go into incognito mode. And that way, that do? it doesn't save in your history. Um, <gasps> And yeah, like it you, doesn't give you a prompt. So if you put in P for Pizza Hut, it don't just yell it, porn. It, like back in the in the original browser, like if you put P U, it's not gonna put Pussy Fairy. Like, <laughs> and it's it's not even gonna do it in incognito either. Like you're gonna have to type your shit out. But like, yeah. I don't it, mind typing it my keeps shit the, out. It keeps Please the, don't do that for me. Like don't, the, don't assume where I'm going. It keeps the porn out of your cookies. Listen, I think that's what it does. Web browsers don't don't assume you know where I'm going. I don't give a fuck if I'm starting my sentence off with three X's. You don't right. know they could be. Know. Yeah, this could I could be looking up music by XXX Tentacion. You don't know. They said, but you didn't put a space there. You just put a dot. <laughs> In that case, I probably am looking at. <laughs> nah, okay, so so my adult thing for you was: Have you ever spent any time on TikTok? Maybe like. I ain't even going to beat you. I tapped into the app one time, bro. And I was so like detached from what the fuck was. I, I didn't know how to use it, bro. I felt like an old nigga. I got out of there. This is why we got a podcast together. <laughs> I downloaded TikTok at the start of the pandemic when I just knew we was going to be in the house for six months mm-hmm. straight. Like, oh, I guess I'm going to see what this hitting for. Right. Never with any intention of recording a video, just seeing what niggas was doing out there. Right. Like with the new hot, hot but shit. See, I ain't even, I ain't even going to lie to you. I was going to record videos, but I like the videos where people were like, 
TikToking themselves doing like movie scenes, like lines like for movies. That. Like I thought that was fire and I was ready to tap into that, but I couldn't figure out how to do it. So I got out of there. See, I like simple shit. Like I had gotten turned on to it. Like uh, somebody had an account on there that just works at like a bodega in the middle of the hood. And they was just posting <laughs> like weird shit that would happen in the bodega. Like the local drunk would come in and say some weird shit and they post it on their TikTok. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was fire. So I thought it was a bunch of shit like that before I realized that it was a bunch of pedophiles and 14 year old girls, uh, shaking their ass and leggings. And I was like, I definitely have to close this app. And yes, sir. So here's what I wanted to get to though. Now, I do know that there are people of our age and older and around and younger adults that do enjoy TikTok and they enjoy posting on TikTok. And I want to ask you and put you in the fire <laughs> right. and say, do you think a way about adults of your age or older that use TikTok and post like dancing videos? If it's not with their kids, obviously, if your kid comes and asks you to do a TikTok with them, you have to seriously consider it. But if you're doing TikToks alone as a grown adult and doing like, the new dance craze or trying to do the mirror wipe challenge at a third at 36 years old. Like, are you looking at these niggas a certain yes. way? Yeah. 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 At first I was going to say no. Um, but I, I am going to say yes, because I guess, like I say, me, I'm 31. I guess I just think about all of the shit that happens throughout the day of my 31 year old life. And it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Just dancing on TikTok. Like, like, and you know, to, to each his own, I get it. Everybody, you know, kind of, kind of releases in their own way or kind of decompresses in their own way or, you know, has fun with things in their own way. And I, I, I get that. I'm not knocking that. Like, I'll if you want to have fun. Like yeah. I'll but like you say, like I say, if, if you do got kids, like, and your kids and your TikTok and you, like, if you kicking your kids out the room so you can TikTok, that's probably a problem. <sighs> that's, see, that's where I'm going with it. Like, I, I do like to try to be diplomatic here on our podcast, if nothing else, for the sake of trying to retain our listeners, because we right. don't want to offend nobody that fucks with right. us, right? Like, right we want right, to be right. that. We want to be that nigga that you trying to turn us on to try to support our little shit, and then we get on here right. and disrespect what you love to do. Right. Send us your TikTok. We're watching. Let me just say, I'll just put it like this, and maybe we'll leave it alone before we hurt anybody's feelings. <laughs> when I see a grown adult on TikTok doing a dance challenge, to me, it looks like somebody's parents in the McDonald's play place. Yikes. Like, it's super creepy, fam. It is. Like, now it is. Now, just think. If I just said a parent in the McDonald's play place, we just said, if you got to do it for your kids, then I get that. But if you but, ain't got no right. kids in the McDonald's play place. But like I said, it's mad. See, I, I like think about analogies and shit. Because like you say, it's weird, but I, I'm glad we had the same moment. Like, you logged into TikTok, you saw what was going on, and you was like, oh, I can't be here. <laughs> Like I can't. Yeah. That would be I'll like it, that would be like you going to fucking uh, a kid's shoe store trying to find shoes for you, and you just keep looking. Like, fam, there is nothing in here for you. Like, <laughs> why you. are you in here, bro? You look weird in this motherfucker. Like, so it 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 comes off just like it looks like the parents in the goddamn play place. It's hella weird. It's hella creepy. It, like it's just got pedophile juice all over it. Bro. Oh, absolutely! And I even saw of it. Like I've seen people putting out videos of, like creepy old, creepy middle aged white dudes doing creepy middle aged white dude shit on TikTok. Collabs with little thirteen year old girls and turning their heads like they're about to kid. Okay, what, moving you on. You saw the same one I saw. You saw the exact moving same. Moving to one the next subject. Moving okay, but wait, 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 wait. Can we arrest or something? Which is we- should have happened. Can we stay in the adulting realm for just one more yeah, second? Because I have another thing written down here that I feel like falls in the adulting place, but we could take it somewhere else if we want. Yeah, to, thank you, know. you for stopping me. I'll be moving through this paper. It's all right. No, I got you. So, um, 
I don't even want to put me and you in this scenario because it might get weird with the responses. Um, but let's just say it's a nigga. I don't, let's fuck it. This random nigga don't got to be nobody we know, whatever. But like, say it's a homie who is under the weather. He not feeling so good. Maybe the nigga had to call off from work for the day. Like, he's not feeling he, good. He not feeling good. You know what I'm saying? And, we talking you know, COVID maybe, or just regular sick? Just regular sick. You know what I'm saying? We're not going to make it time specific. Just, it could be a common cold, whatever the case might be. Um, you know, maybe, maybe he, you know, spoke with his best friend, you know, maybe some of his homies and his homies know that, you know, he's under the weather. He's not feeling so well. Um, and then one of the homies pulls up with a care package for you. Like he got the Campbell's chicken noodle soup because went and bought you a neck pillow. Um, he bought you some Theraflu, some Icy Hot, and some ginger ale. Um, without you asking, how do you feel about this? Because, of course, I heard two women speak about this, and you know what word they used about it. Two Two women... Two women speaking about if a dude does it for their homie. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know what word they used. So I'm not even going to answer that. I'm just going to skip right over it. And get to <laughs> the, I want to skip how I feel about it and go straight to the why do we, why? Why are we like that? I don't, but like, why that's why I, this is why I wanted want, to ask okay. you. Okay, let's explore this because I'm just yep. going, let's just say no. Like, let's just already get out the way that I'm not with it. I would never do it. And I'm not comfortable with anybody doing that to me. <laughs> let's just get that out there. I want to say that because I don't want like Luis to hear this and then think I'm with it. When I first, when <laughs> I thought about this. Now Luis is bringing me soup because of what I said on the podcast. But, but when I thought about this, that's what I almost kind of wanted to do. Like, fam, what if like right. you over there under the weather and Luis just pull up with his care pack? Because here's the thing though. Here's the thing. Speaking specifically about Luis, shout out Luis. I'm sorry, brother. We throw sure. you in the middle of the topic, but Luis is ride or die like that. Like that's nah, my that's nigga. So we've already talked about how he's helped us with a flat tire, and mm-hmm. like if we need Luis and he is available, no questions asked. As he's there, so I feel like if I said on here, you know what, I would want my homies to love me like that and take care of me. I feel like Luis would try to take care of me that way because sure. he's the homie like that. Mm-hmm. So. When I say that, I'm saying like, well, why? Because I am for my niggas showing me that they fuck with me in other mm-hmm. ways. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I do appreciate it when my niggas call in and check on me or shit and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, my thing with like some of my bros has always been like car issues, right? Like mm-hmm. some of my closest friends, if I'm having a car issue, to me, that'd be like the the glowing beacon of how hard you fuck with me. For sure. Like, like I said before, Luis has helped my wife on the side of the road with a flat tire before. Mm-hmm. Shout out to, to, to my brother, Dev. Dev has gotten me cars before because right. we didn't have a car or taken me to the junkyard or right. found me a mechanic or threatened to kill a mechanic when he didn't fix my car on time. You know what I'm saying? Like for us, it'd be car shit. I guess for, for me, sure. I should. No, I can, like, I can relate. If you'll help me push my car off the freeway, then I know you fuck. Yeah, if I, if I can't call you in the energy and like like you say to your credit, shout shout out to my nigga Art. Like, uh, we uh, baby girl's truck was having some issues when we needed to get a new battery for a minute, so she was needed. Like, I had to I had to call this nigga several mornings before he was even out the bed. Like, he was like, "All right, man, send me the address. I'll be on my way." Right. Like, <laughs> you, you know, you know, you got him sleep when he's all breathy. <laughs> yeah, just give me like five, man. I'm on my way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's definitely one of those, but. 
I guess for me, I don't like I don't need Campbell's to show me love. Like I need Michelin. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> I need Michelin love. That's fucking yeah, funny. Yeah, I need Michelin, bro. So, but to to me, it ain't nothing about a nigga being soft or none of that shit. It's just for me, it's weird. But I don't know why. Right. And I okay. So let me ask you: Is it <laughs> is it is it out of pocket? Do you accept or what do you say to your nigga if he does do that? Showed up without knowing that I wasn't with it. The way I personally would react is I would accept whatever he brought me. And then I would like, I, I can't eat the soup in front of him. Like for me, that just makes it weirder. Like if one of the homies brought me soup and I already knew that this made me uncomfortable, I can't eat the soup in front. Shout out to the homie Neek, right? Neek fucks with us and listens to this. This kind of put me in the uh, frame of mind, right? Again, shout out to the homie Neek. He listens to us sometimes. Uh, he was over one of our homies, actually my family member's house mm-hmm. as homies, right? And they was kicking it on a late night on break from work and they was hanging out. This is how you know, like, niggas are weird and we just have unwritten rules that are just weird. <laughs> right. Bro was hanging out. They was playing the game, whatever the fuck they was doing. And the homie baked some Pillsbury cookies because he just had a sweet tooth. He wanted some cookies. As he was baking the cookies, he made enough for everybody. So then when the cookies was hot and fresh out the oven, he offered them to the homie Neek and was like, hey, bro, do you want some cookies? And Neek told me, like, bro, my face balled up so fast. Like, nigga, don't you ever fucking offer me no hot baked cookies? (laughs) Yeah, nah, bro. Niggas niggas got something weird. Damn, it sounds silly, but I ain't gonna lie. Like, Wes, I would never want to come over your house and have you offer me hot baked cookies. But that's why? weird. But like, I made them for me because I wanted cookies. Like, I didn't make them for you, my nigga. Like, it makes me feel like you made them for me. Yeah, nah. Like that. That. That's weird. We gotta stop. We gotta stop being this way. That makes me uncomfortable. I, Would that make you uncomfortable if a nigga baked you cookies? Like, say he baked them for you. Yeah, nah. Like, if you, nah. If you bake them for you, nah. And if I you, want you to eat them if you if you bake them for me, and there's like not already an established like, hey, my nigga know how to make these banging ass snickerdoodle cookies, like then we we, we probably have a problem. But um, see, here's what's weird though. Here's what's weird. I got no issue if I'm not on the bake site because uh uh we got a family friend that bakes cookies for us every year, and he's a guy. And he sends them all the way from Ohio to our house. And I can't wait to see them shit show up. Nom, 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 nom. I'm eating them shit. But I, like, I don't know. It's just something weird about being in the room when you're baking them. Like, don't put an apron True. on. Please. Yeah, don't put no apron on. I really don't want to see you with the mitt on your hand. Like, that definitely does make it weird. And to kind of, I think, to answer, because I, I definitely think it's weird if a nigga just pulls up to your door with the care package. Like, like I said, I think the, the, the example that they, the, the one nigga gave in the video that I saw was like, you know, if, if, I'm on the phone with my homie and he in the store and he like, hey, bro, do you need something? Then that's probably all right. Like, that's even right. if even if my nigga, like, if he knew I'm sick, if he called me and was like, hey, bro, I'm out about running, you know, ripping and running. I'm about to go give me something to eat. Like, do you want something? I'll, you know, I'll do that. I'm probably more okay with that versus just the, uh, you know, like some shit like a chick would do. Like, that's definitely some shit a chick would do. Like, are you sick? I, all right. And they just hang up and then 15 minutes later, you got to knock on the door with a care package. Are you ready to hear how fucked up and nonsensical I am though? And I just realized this as we was having a conversation and this is why I love our show. Uh, check this out. I'm uncomfortable with my homeboys baking me cookies, right? Mm-hmm. Say I'm over a literal, a literal gay friend's house, a gay man's house that is a friend of mine and he's baking, cooking, whatever. I have no issue eating that food. Yeah, you might need some therapy, man. You might, <laughs> you might need to, because that I guess my me at all. 
My next question was going, like, we could take the sick if thing out of gay, it. It bothers me, but if he's gay, if he's gay, I know he's gay and this is fine and we're friends already. Bake me the cookies, now what, huh? now, now, what if you got a homie that's a chef? Oh, that's different. I'm cool with that. See, that's weird, it's, man. We got to go. I'm fine with that. If yeah, bro like, is certified, even if he's in just culinary school and I know he's working on his craft, I'm supporting my own. He can, he can, he can, but he can drop by like unannounced with food. not a chef. And he's in the kitchen trying to make cookies Cinnabon from scratch, and he's making them for me to show me how he gets down. I, bro, I'm gonna slap that shit out of his hands. Bro. Can chef? Can chef? Uh, can chef bro bring you motherfucking bow tie pasta without you asking for it? If he's a chef, yeah, yeah, I'm alright with that. <laughs> My rules are stupid. Yeah, this is trash. <laughs> Listen, I'm just telling you, I, like, I'm not even saying this for jokes or for podcast content. Like, this is like a No, I wish y'all could see That's him actually. I'm like, I, yeah, I was about to say, I wish y'all could see him roll his eyes to the top of his head as he thinks about it after I ask him. And I cannot define to you why this is weird for me at all. I'm just giving you how I legit feel. But like, no, that is really legit too. Cause I'm asking you and you're like, Oh no, that's okay. No, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so uh, real quick uh, before we get out of here, Trump don't want to pass the sticks. Uh, he, he don't want to, whatever. <laughs> he, he is, uh, he, he on mercy rule right now, bro. He got to go. Yeah. He don't want to pass the sticks. I guess this is the rapid fire before we get out of here. Just real quick. Uh, Trump don't want to pass the sticks. He don't want to get out the white house. He's fighting his way out. Like we said last week, but I just think it's really, really interesting, uh, how he don't want to pass the sticks. And I was watching the news on Fox news as I normally do. And I found out how much I like, uh, what's dude's name? Uh, Andrew, uh, Cuomo. Cuomo. Yeah. 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 Andrew Cuomo. You see what he said? (laughs) Nah. It was asking him about Trump not getting out of office and how he's been behaving after losing the presidential election. My dude Cuomo said, listen, man, if I wasn't the governor of New York, I would have been socked him in the face. <laughs> That's fire. He's a real New Yorker. So if Cuomo, listen, I know New Yorkers don't really like Cuomo because he's kind of a dick, but what governor of New York hasn't been a dick? True. Cuomo 2024. Okay, moving on to the next Hey, uh, listen here. Nick, and I don't, I don't want to stay on that, but like niggas said that like earlier this year when he was if like Cuomo on this run, he I'm might with got I'm with it. And and I fuck with his brother Chris. He's a uh, he's the news analyst. He be he be on there tearing people up. As long as we don't find out no egregious shit about Cuomo or if he ain't out here grabbing women by the pussy or nothing like There you go. If you want to run, run shoot me a pamphlet, cuz I'll look at it. I'll look at it. Uh second thing in the in the rapid fire for the week is uh Arnold Schwarzenegger is mad at you niggas. And he's the Terminator, so you ought to be scared. Uh, this and past, niggas in uh, his name, so. <laughs> this past Veterans Day when we was all off work, chilling at our computers and uh, enjoying a, a Wednesday off in the middle of the week, getting our little rest and mental health together. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was busy on the internet throwing a fucking tirade. You want to know what he was mad about? <laughs> what? Arnold Schwarzenegger apparently was at the... Uh, at the uh what do you call it soldiers veterans grave sites and stuff paying his respects to soldiers on veterans day and he was very very upset at the lack of people out there paying their respects to actual soldiers on veterans day he said there must have been less than 20 people out here and how dare y'all be out here enjoying y'all's day off and not paying respects to veterans in a country that y'all like to say is all together and patriotic and look what y'all do on veterans day and it just made me laugh because it was in that moment as i was staring at arnold schwarzenegger with a snow white beard and obviously just for men died hair on top 
that he is now a crazy old man that don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Yep. Because I was yelling into my phone. I was like, bitch, it's still COVID. <laughs> it's still, so you want, he literally said that there should be like 20,000 people out there. And if y'all can gather for this thing, you should be gathering for this thing. And I was like, fam. Now, I was against people in the street celebrating Joe Biden's victory, to be honest with you. I've right. been yelling at my TV all week. Right. But if you're going to pick one of the two, go out there for Biden. You know why? Because Biden's nose works and he can smell those flowers. He's <laughs> 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 been there since Pearl Harbor, cuz. Because <laughs> Biden's nose works is probably the most fire shit I've heard all day. <laughs> His nose works. These dead niggas, uh, Wes, these dead niggas he's been standing on top of the graves of been dead so long, nigga. Like, they bones are gone. Why the fuck we gonna risk living COVID to stand over these dead Pearl Harbor niggas for? I mean, I don't, I don't want to disrespect no veterans, especially when a holiday just passed. But if I had to choose, I'm definitely going to see Joey B. I'm going, I'm going to over ceramic headstones. I'm straight. Fam, if I got a pick, I'm going to the Sleepy Joe Expo. This has been the Dipped in Butter program. I appreciate y'all. I know for a fact Wes appreciates y'all, man. We talk about it when we text each other all the time. How blessed and fortunate we are to have people that actually give a fuck what we be talking about on here. And, you know, from the bottom of my heart and from the middle of the podcast, I appreciate it, man. My name is Kat. You can catch me out uh, on catandcrunch.com or on the YouTube's Cat and Crunch or Dipped in Butter program anywhere in the Google bar because something will come up, nigga. Something's going to come up, damn We are spread thin, my nigga. Uh, but I'm trying <laughs> to be that way. Oh, man, it's your boy, Wes No T, a.k.a. Elmer Young, your player partner, P-O-D-N-A, uh, your favorite unreleased retired rapper, at Forever Young 89 on Instagram. Fuck with me, though. Yes, and like I say, each and every week please check up on your strong friends man you never know if them niggas was getting accused of cheating with a bitch that they didn't even stick bro and that's gotta suck (laughs) (laughs) and uh i I don't even have nothing clever to say at the end of this week man i I fuck with y'all because y'all fuck with us man uh just stay here and stay tuned because history has its eyes on you and price is going up that's a fact man we're gonna catch y'all next friday come on baby let's go get dipped (laughs) 